Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante. And I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insights straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions, regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given podcast episode You should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.com collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, everyone, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your proud host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Matt Lucatamo, Admissions Representative for the University of Delaware. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. And let's get right to it, Matt. Why don't you start by telling us about yourself? How long have you been in admissions and how did you end up in this position? Sure. Uh, So I am a Delaware native, grew up here, went to high school here. Um, I'm a UD alum as well. I graduated in 2020 and I majored in English. Um, So I've been in admissions for about six months now. Um, and I kind of stumbled upon it in uh, like a happy, happy accident sort of way. So um, like I mentioned, I graduated in 2020 during the height of the first wave of the COVID pandemic, um, you know, when I was applying to countless jobs and no one was hiring anyone for anything. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of had to go back to the drawing board and think, you know, why did I apply to college in the first place? I had originally applied as English education, had changed my major, It was a long thing, but, you know, I was like, you know, maybe I do want to circle back and start looking into education again. So I thought about maybe working in higher ed, but I knew that I didn't necessarily want to teach. Um, So about after a year, um, this job posting had opened up um, and I applied partly because I felt like I never really got the the proper send off from campus in the first place. (laughs) Um, And I wasn't quite ready to leave the community yet. But, uh, you know, come September of 2021. Um, now, now I don't have to leave the community because that's when I, uh, that's when I began as an admissions counselor here at UD. Well, that is great. We're lucky to have you here today on the show and the university of Delaware is also very fortunate to have you. So good luck with that. What does a typical year look like for a college admissions counselor? Uh, typical year, it's kind of like each season of the year correlates to a, uh, season of the job. Um, so in the fall, we are all systems go on student recruitment. Um, so, you know, admissions counselors are traveling to their territories. Uh, we're visiting high schools. We're going to college fairs, um, cause we're, we're, you know, we're trying to get current seniors interested in applying to our institution. Um, 
then in the late fall, early winter, uh, it's when we begin reading applications for the upcoming freshman class. Um, so that lasts until the end of the winter. So we are, you know, thankfully on the on the tail end of reading applications now at the uh, at the end of February. Uh, some of the days get very cold and very long, but you know, you, there spring is the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, then during the spring, after most admissions decisions have gone out, uh, we begin recruitment for the next class of applicants, um, typically going back to our recruitment territories, visiting college fairs, um, and speaking with current juniors who are getting started in the college application process. Um, and then in the summer, we are hosting prospective student tours on campus. Um, we are taking vacations because they are going to be well needed. Um, and then we're planning to do it all again in the fall. That's terrific. Thank you for that overview. I really appreciate it. And how many applications do you review a year? And do you, Matt, actually represent a specific region? Yeah, so uh, UD receives, typically it's about 30,000 applications a year, wow. but this year is actually shaping up to be our largest applicant pool ever. Um, and we're nearing 35,000 applications this year. Um, so that averages out to about 2,000 applications read per counselor. Um, but to some extent, that varies by recruitment territory. Um, and I, my recruitment territory, I represent both Nassau and Suffolk counties on Long Island. What is the average profile of the current freshman class in terms of their GPA and any other related data you collect, such as SAT or ACT scores? Sure. So our... Um, current freshman class, uh, the average GPA is approximately 3.7 to a 4.2 on a weighted scale. Um, an important thing to note is that at least for students applying for the class of 20, applying for the class of 2027, so they're applying for entry for fall of 2023, um, we are at least test optional through that year. So through the next application cycle, we are test optional. Um, but if a student is going to submit their test scores, our average SAT range is a 1220 to a 1380 composite score. Um, and our average ACT range is a 25 to a 30. Well, that's great to know that you're going to continue to be test optional, at least for the near future. Thank you so much for sharing that. What advice would you give a student if they fall lower than the current freshman class average? Should they apply? Yes, I think they absolutely should apply, you know, because getting into college is not just a numbers game. You know, yes, we're looking at your grades. We're looking to see how well you performed, but we conduct a holistic approach when we're reviewing applications. So while we are definitely looking at your grades, we're also looking at the rigor that you took those courses. We're looking at um, your test scores if you choose to supply them. We're reading your essay. Contrary to popular belief, we are reading those essays. <laughs> uh, we're reading your letters of recommendation. We're looking at your resume, should you choose to submit it. Um, anything that can help me learn more about your extracurricular involvement, um, if you've done uh, any research in high school, and if you've been involved in a community engagement, you know, service organizations, anything like that. All of those things help build a strong case for your admission, um, and they're, they are, you know, outside of the world of just how you perform in class. Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, 
or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. If a student applies early action, is there a better chance they will be admitted? What advice would you give a student considering applying early action? And I don't think Delaware offers ED, but same question for that as well. Correct. So we do not offer ED. Um, For those listening, ED stands for early decision. Uh, Early decision is a binding agreement, which Delaware does not have. So we have early action and regular decision, neither of which are binding. Um, The only real difference between uh, early action and regular decision is that with early action, you hear back sooner. Um, So I recommend students apply early action if they are considering applying to our honors college um, or one of our more competitive majors like nursing, um, biomedical, chemical engineering, or you know sports management, sports health. Those are some pretty popular majors um, with uh, programs with limited seats. So since they are highly sought after, um, general rule of thumb, the sooner you get it done, the sooner we read it. So if you're interested in those areas, I highly encourage that you get your application in, in the early action deadline. Um, And of course, it's always better to apply uh, sooner rather than later because you want to get your application off your plate and you want to enjoy the rest of your senior year, you know, actually being a senior. You know, you (laughs) don't want to you don't want to miss going to homecoming or hanging out with your friends before or after the football game because you're writing your college essay. So that's my advice is to get it get it done uh, so that way you can enjoy the rest of your senior year. Well, that is great advice. Thanks again, Matt. And what are some examples of college essays that really stuck with you? In other words, when you read them, you thought, wow, I, I really have to meet this prospective student. Um, I will say, think of something that has happened to you uniquely. Um, for example, I read a lot of sports essays. There are a lot of ACL tears and there's a lot of, <laughs> you know, getting cut from the from the cheer team or not making the, you know, the basketball team your freshman year. And while those are, you know, you do learn lessons from those. I want to, I want to hear more from you. You know, don't just tell me about the time you played a football game. Tell me about your connection to the sport. If you and your family watch it every Sunday or you play, uh, you play flag football on Thanksgiving morning, you know, I want to know something personal, regardless of your essay topic. I, I want me to tell you about you. You know, my advice is to keep it conversational, keep it funny, keep it as if you were meeting me in person for the first time. You know, I want to be engaged. Your essay is your one chance to get my attention. um, And it should happen in the first few lines of your essay. Um, I did have a student write about being struck by lightning, though. That was kind of (laughs) cool. So if you were struck by lightning, you might want to write about it. That must have been shocking, Matt. (laughs) Shocking indeed, but it's the one I remember. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that. In terms of the teacher letters of recommendations, what are you looking for to help you get a better picture of the candidate? Are there, again, examples of letters that really stuck out and made an impact on you? Sure. So while um, we will accept teacher letters of recommendation, um, UD only requires the one that comes right from the guidance counselor. Um, students are more than welcome to submit additional letters from teachers or bosses. Um, 
and we'll read them, but they're not required because nine times out of 10, they're going to be positive, right? No one's going to write a letter for me that says, actually, Matt sucks. Do not admit him to the University of Delaware. Um, but, you know, when we do, we do read them all. But when we do read them, you know, I'm looking for personal experiences that you've had with the student. Um, you know, I want to hear a moment that really sticks out to you that speaks to their character as a person. Because so much of the student's application is about their academic performance and their extracurricular accomplishments. So while those are important things for teachers and guidance counselors to include in their letters of recommendation, they're also things that the student has already advocated for on their own behalf. Um, so that little extra piece that you can provide um, that speaks to who they are as a person is really important to us as readers. So Matt, every admissions officer receives a copy of the prospective student's transcript and of course the activity sheet. What kinds of things are you looking for when reviewing these items? Sure. So when reviewing, um, reviewing these items, I want to start with, you know, guidance, all guidance counselors send the high school transcript. Um, but the University of Delaware actually utilizes another platform called the SRAR or the Self-Reported Academic Record. Um, and that's a platform where students self-report their grades from high school. Um, and it is one of our admissions requirements. So the high school transcript and the SRAR are two different things. So when you are applying, make sure you have that SRAR done as well. Um, and the SRAR is what we use when we read a student's application to consult their grades. Um, however, when looking at an activity sheet, you know, I'm looking for things that make you unique. A lot of students play sports or a part of key club or in the choir. You know, I'm looking to see if you've made it to nationals in that sport or if you've started your own community service organization or if you write and produce your own music. You know, uh, I want to see what you've what you've done to take it the next step, not because you have to, but because you want to. You know, a lot of uh, startup pandemic businesses were really popular with high school students. Um, I want to see that if you started a business, if you, maybe if you've kept up with that business model, even after you started going back to school. Um, I want to see if you're conducting research or better yet, if you've been published in a research area. You know, I want to see if you're holding an internship and if that internship is in an area that is pertaining to your major of interest. You know, anything that you can provide us to give us a bigger, bigger picture in terms of, you know, what your day to day life looks like as a high school student um, and how you're able to balance all of those activities with your academics. Those are tremendous pieces of advice as students work to put their applications together. So I just want to thank you again for that, Matt. How do you evaluate varying state assessments? For example, New York State has regents exams for all of their students. Your school is obviously not in New York State. You're in Delaware. So how much weight do you put on these types of assessments? Sure. So because we are, again, in Delaware and not New York State, uh, we do not put any weight on varying state assessments. So um, we do not take Regents exam scores into consideration when we are reviewing a student's application. Uh, in the same vein of that, a Regents course holds the same amount of weight on the SRAR as a standard course. So this is, you know, this is not me saying don't take your Regents courses, you know, take your Regents courses, get that advanced Regents diploma, because the SUNYs and a lot of New York State schools will look at it. Uh, but as an out of state school, we do not uh, equate them to as much weight. Understood. And thank you for that explanation. I appreciate it. What kind of scholarship opportunities do you offer for academic achievement? And does a student have to apply separately for any of these offerings? Um, I'll answer twofold. So uh, the first part, Delaware offers 
potential merit awards uh, between $2,000 and $17,000 per year uh, for out-of-state students. So these awards are based solely on the information that the student supplies in their SRAR. Um, and they are automatically considered for merit award eligibility as long as they get their application in by our priority deadline of January 15th. Um, I do want to point out, too, that applying early action versus regular decision has no impact on how much money a student can potentially receive in merit awards. So as long as you are in by that priority deadline of January 15th, you are automatically considered for merit. Well, that's really good to know. And thank you for that explanation. Do you conduct on-site interviews with prospective students? And if so, Matt, what advice would you give a student preparing for those types of interviews? Sure. Uh, so the University of Delaware does not conduct uh, on-site interviews with prospective students, um, but we do offer virtual appointments where students can meet with their admissions counselors one-on-one -on -one via Zoom um, to ask any questions to us. We can assist with the application process. Um, but my best advice, if you are preparing for an interview at an institution that does do interviews, um, or if you're signing up for a one-on-one -on -one with us, you know, come with your questions ready because we are a resource for you. Um, but we have very busy schedules throughout the day. So if anything that you can best prepare, um, so that way we can best help you. Um, that's my advice. Perfect. Thank you so much. And how often should a student visit the campus? And do you keep track of such things? When I was first applying for this job, I had someone tell me there are three F's to the college uh, admissions process. It is feel, finance, and fit. Um, and I think that fit is the most important of the three. So while we do keep track of how many times a student visits campus, it has no influence on that student's admissions decision. Um, but you know, so fit is so important because picking a college is kind of like dating, right? You have to be comfortable and fit within the campus environment but we also have to fit your needs in terms of what you're looking to get out of your education and beyond. Um, and the best way to do that, to really analyze the fit, is to see campus in person. So while you know we do keep track of it, it's not something that has any sway over an admissions decision. Great, I appreciate that. And what other advice would you offer prospective students and of course their parents who are starting the process now? Make a spreadsheet. That is my biggest <laughs> piece of advice that I can offer. Um, you know, go to make a list of all the colleges that you're applying to, visit their admissions website, and make a master list of what each school requires as part of their application process. You know, one of the biggest things that I heard this application season was that students and their families were unaware of our certain uh, admissions requirements, like the SRAR. Um, but it is, you know, it is right there on our admissions website. It is number two on the list of things to submit right under your application. So just make sure that you are familiar with all of your school's different application requirements. Um, make, and that ensures that your application is complete and correct the first time. Um, if you need any help doing so along the way, uh, reach out to your admissions counselor, or if you're a Long Island, if you're not a Long Islander and you're listening, uh, reach out to your admissions counselor for your territory. Um, and we're always an email away. It is the bulk of what we get paid to do. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate that again. And lastly, why should students apply to the University of Delaware? It's a loaded question. 
you're asking it's kind of <laughs> like asking uh you know do you want ice cream or birthday cake there's there's really like you know like there's there's so many good things you can say so you know students should apply to UD first and foremost because uh, of the endless opportunities that we have to offer. So, you know, we are a tier one research institution. That means that we are land grant, sea grant, and space grant. So there are research opportunities for any student in any major as early as their freshman year. Um, UD, we are looking for the next generation of innovators, researchers, you know, to really change change the world and hopefully that that starts through the research that you do as your time in your time as a student here at UD. Um, but the beauty of UD is that no two students do the exact same thing. You know, so outside of all of the academic paths that you can take, we have a four-year World Scholars program um, as well as semester-long study abroad for all students in any major uh, fall, winter, or spring semester. You know, outside of that, we also have a lot of job opportunities right in our backyard. So two thirds of all Fortune 500 companies are headquartered in Delaware. So wow. students have increased access to those opportunities, maybe more so than if they had gone to another institution. Um, and, you know, uh, lastly, we are continuously improving our commitment to diversity, equity and inclusion. Um, we have. Uh, we are currently 32% people of color, 13% of our students identify as Jewish. We have multiple gay-straight alliances on campus, so there really is a way for every student to feel involved and that they have a voice here on campus. Um, and, you know, part of that is we have over 400 student-run organizations here. So, you know, anything, we have everything available to really set you up for success and ensure that you know, your involvement as a student at UD is personalized specifically to who you are. Well, it sounds like you offer so much within your classrooms and beyond. Certainly an amazing university to attend. Obviously, I have a lot of students that are there currently and that have graduated from the University of Delaware, and I have never heard anything but accolades and fond memories. It really is a special place. And the campus is beautiful. I've been there myself many times. The and, campus um, is very nice. It's, it, might, <laughs> it might be cloudy today, but we like to say that if you come when it's cloudy and you love it, you'll definitely enjoy it when it's sunny. That's great advice. Matt, I cannot thank you enough for your insight, your input, the advice that you gave to so many students and their parents. We really appreciate your time. Thank you again so much. Thank you, John, for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to share that we've teamed up with Dormco to make your dorm decorating a lot easier. Why Dormco? They offer quality and durability, affordability, and a wide selection for bedding to storage solutions and everything in between for your dorm room. So if you or anyone you know is looking to decorate your dorm, see the affiliate partnership link in the show notes for Dormco, your one stop for stylish, affordable, and quality dorm essentials. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast gets a commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. Thank you all and best wishes.